It was close to dusk as Lucas maneuvered to the right lane and signaled for the approaching exit from the New Jersey Turnpike. He couldn't help but calculate that, had he continued southbound, he would be in D.C. in another two hours. Tired from two late performances the night before, in a day of business, he was ready to get home. He knew, however, that he couldn't ignore the urgent request in his grandfather's voice when he asked Lucas to stop by their house on his way to D.C., His grandfather assured him there was no personal emergency, but that there was something important that needed to be discussed. After paying the toll, Lucas made the rest of the two-mile drive through the Philadelphia suburbs where he'd been raised. He was always surprised by how little they seemed to change. Finally, he parked in his grandparents' driveway outside their split-level cape. While he grabbed his duffel bag and saxophone from the trunk, the neighbor's dog, An aging Rottweiler began to bark loudly as it trotted from the back of the house next door to investigate his arrival. The dog's size and growl made him seem particularly menacing, but Lucas gave a low whistle of greeting to the animal and leaned down to briefly pat its rump. The Rottweiler stopped barking and began to wag the stump of his tail in recognition. Good boy, Brody, Lucas said affectionately. Now go home he pointed to the neighbor's house. The dog made another half-hearted bark and then ambled away. By the time Lucas reached the front door, it opened and his grandfather stood in the entrance. It struck Lucas as unusual that his grandfather and not his grandmother greeted him. Granddad, Lucas addressed the older man, shaking his offered hand and affectionately embracing him, towering over the older man by several inches. Nicholas Scott was nearing 85, but was still in remarkably good health. Tall and lean, due mostly to the restricted diet because of his diabetes. He shared his grandson's broad shoulders. He had a full head of wavy hair that had yet to go all white. The hazel eyes behind his glasses were only now beginning to show the symptoms of cataracts. But so far, Nicholas had refused the surgery to correct the problem. Good to see you, son. Glad you made it okay. Lucas followed him into the house, where a gray, long-haired cat approached to rub against his legs, arching its back and purring loudly. Lucas dropped the duffel to the floor, freeing a hand so he could bend to scratch the cat's head. It took me longer than I thought. I ran into a little traffic, he explained, leaving his duffel and instrument case in the foyer. I figured. But your grandmother and I were anxious. You know how old people get. Nicholas moved into the living room and sat in a worn leather recliner. Lucas grinned as he followed, taking a seat on the sofa adjacent to his grandfather. I don't know what old people you're talking about. He glanced toward the kitchen. Where's Graham? She's upstairs. She'll be down in a minute. Nicholas murmured, running his hands up and down the arms of his chair. How did everything go last night when you played? It was great. The club was packed for both sets, and the audience really got into the music. The club invited the group back for a jazz weekend in September. So all those music lessons we forced you to take are paying off. The question is, are you making any money playing that sax of yours? Lucas smiled. I'm doing okay, Nick. I know you and Graham worry about me becoming a starving artist and all that, but it won't happen. 
I was a lawyer for almost 15 years, and I was able to sock away enough to carry me for quite a while. Graham and I were worried that maybe this whole wanting to be a first-class sax player wasn't a good idea. 38 seemed a little late to be taking chances with your future. I can always go back to litigation, but I don't think it'll come to that. Glad to hear that, Nicholas said. He crossed and uncrossed his legs, moving about restlessly. I've been thinking about doing this for a while. I had to see if I had it in me to be a first-rate musician. Playing the sax gives me something Law didn't. But you're a good attorney, Lucas. Lucas grinned. Thanks for saying so, but you're a little biased. There's a part of me that needs what performing gives. I don't know if you can understand that. I understand that it makes you happy. That's mostly what we care about.